absurd cocktail hour. Tonight, we're going to go on a journey. A journey filled with spirits, ice, (laughs) friendship, and we're going to shake it all up, baby. Along with me for the journey are my co-hosts, Tanner Tracht and Ian Ronard. How you doing? Hi. Oh, so we're not doing the, oh, we're not doing the thing. We're not, we're not doing that. I thought that's what the plan was. What? <laughs> it was. It was. Damn it. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to cut that Welcome. out now, I swear. Now you've ruined it. <laughs> See, you were too convincing. You were too convincing. Yeah, I'm a good actor. You're too right? good. What can I say? Anyways, now that uh, the vibe is gone, welcome to the Thoughtfully Absurd Cocktail Hour where we're going to tell you what to drink. And how to and drink how it. how to drink it. Uh, oh, hey. we didn't even rehearse that. Look at, oh, us. Look at that. We, didn't, we never rehearsed. What are you talking about? Come on. <laughs> we don't need rehearsals. Um, starting us off is going to be the whiskey connoisseur himself. The, That's me. The sultan of sipping. The king of... Cups. Tanner. Tanner tracked. <laughs> Well, I'll start out with what I'm drinking right now as I'm drinking a whiskey. I can't remember the name of it. Do you remember the name? I already forgot. Tullamore. Tullamore? Irish whiskey. Tullamore Irish whiskey. I'm trying to become a whiskey guy because I've been watching a lot of Peaky Blinders, and I just want to be able to sip it and look cool. And so I've been working on acquiring that taste. Uh, Not going well, but... (laughs) Progress is minimal. Progress is not very obvious. But I think there is some progress. There's a little bit. But in terms of my recommendations, first I'd like to start off with a drink that I coined. I made it myself. It's it's a screwdriver, basically, but you substitute milk for orange juice. Oh, my God. What? This is vodka, vodka and milk? milk. <laughs> vodka milk. Have you guys seen It's All Sunny in Philadelphia? That sounds exactly like fight milk. No. Except for, it's, it's, I think it's eggs, it's eggs, milk, and vodka. <laughs> Are you actually drinking a vodka milk? I did it? it out of desperation because all I had was vodka and I didn't have any mixers and I didn't want to drink oh, this straight isn't a vodka. Joke. This is legit. He actually drank vodka and milk. I actually drank it. I had no this choice. This is legit. I had no choice. You had no choice. That's disgusting. You could have done vodka and water. You could have walked to a vodka gas station. Vodka and water is filthy. No way. It was 2%. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Oh, well, that okay. changed yeah, it. No, that's fine. Yeah, well, yeah, you drink yeah. 2%. Yeah. It wasn't like heavy cream. It also and, you know, it didn't have no fat. <laughs> it was a little bit. Was it disgusting? That sounds disgusting. I thought they were supposed oh. to be doing recommendations. I'm recommending it. What? It's not... Whatever, it's not that great. I am recommending it, but I wouldn't say that it's good. I guess let's get uh, let's get those ones over with first. I guess. My next, <laughs> Tanner's recommendations are okay. No, no, no. My next recommendation is actually good. Although I didn't make this cocktail myself, I found myself at the Outback Steakhouse on Sunday. Oh my! You you were living large at the Outback. Steakhouse. We were living large. I didn't even buy a steak. What? Wait, you have a salad? 
I had ribs. What's wrong with salad? I mean, I, I love me a good ribs. salad. No, I love me a good salad. You know oh, okay. me. Come on. Ribs. Oh, okay. All right. What did you drink? I had ribs, but I drank a drink that called it the creamy coconut. <laughs> Very original. Its ingredients were creamy coconut. <laughs> Wait, hold on. No, it wasn't called the creamy coconut. It was Uh-oh. called the lime in coconut. <laughs> Still kind of lame name. But. Okay, but all I had was, I don't even, okay, so its ingredient list was creamy coconut, a lime. Cream of coconut? And, no, creamy coconut. Yeah. That's what the thing listed, creamy coconut, lime, and vodka. And it was absolutely scrumptious. Now, I recommend it, but I do have a question. I don't know what creamy coconut is. Does it's anyone like- know? hundred percent is cream of coconut. That's what you use in like, or, or coconut cream. That's what you use in like all cocktails when you're adding. Coconut. Okay. See, cause I want to, I want to make this cause it was so good and I didn't know what creamy coat. I don't know what, how to make that. So I guess no, cream you don't have of to coconut, make it. You can simple. buy it. Yeah, you can buy it. Awesome. Is it iced? Right. Is it blended? There was, it was iced. What's the I mean, deal? There was ice in it. I don't know it what happened before. No, it was cold. What? <laughs> There's ice in it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a hot drink served on the ice. So what did it taste like? It was like a pina colada? <laughs> yeah, it was, just, it was really, really coconutty. It's really, really coconutty. <laughs> to be honest, that was the most noticeable flavor. It was the coconut. Have you ever had a hot buttered rum on the rocks? <laughs> uh, well, if I, uh, if I ever find myself at the Outback Statehouse... Uh, Steakhouse. Yeah. I might look for a creamy coconut. Yeah. Oh no, it's lime, lime and, and coconut. Lime in coconut. That's what they call the drink. <laughs> like what the? <laughs> yeah, they weren't very creative that night. I don't think. It was, <laughs> it was just like, what's the ingredient? Ah, it's like lime and coconut. So you're saying it's called lime and coconut, but it tastes like creamy just coconut. coconut. Is that where that name comes? I don't. I don't know. There. It tastes. I mean. It, Listen, I can't. It's hard for me to describe what something tastes like. Is it? There was coconut flavors. It tasted like coconut. There was okay. also a little bit of lime. Oh mm. my dear! Mm-hmm. And there's vodka. Oh, okay. So you got all three coming through. It. So I would <laughs> check out at Outback Steakhouse. Say you're just there for drinks. Probably a first for them, and then order the Tell creamy coconut lime. Tell them that. Speaking of my time at the Outback Steakhouse, I got a bloody nose while I was wearing my mask, and so now my mask is covered in blood. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> you filled your mask. It's not very appetizing for a thoughtfully absurd cocktail hour. Yeah, come on. The creamy coconut was just a hint of, of uh, just like pennies. Just like pennies. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Must have been the lime coming through. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's it for my recommendations. Yes, yeah, so let's move on. Please, Ian, give us something here. Let's see. Uh, do you want me to talk about what I have, what I had planned to talk about, or do you want me to talk about what I'm drinking right this second? Or both? No, I mean, you could do either one. You could do both. You know, I'll go ahead and start with what I'm drinking now, and then I'll get in what I had planned. As of right now, I am currently drinking a taco beer, because today in yeah. our household is Taco Tuesday. So we whip up some tasty tacos, of and of course... That's a good idea. Yeah, taco Tuesday, huh? Wow. I thought of it myself. <laughs> I take full credit. Uh, so essentially, you take any Mexican lager. My personal favorite's uh, Modelo. We have mm-hmm. Tecate today. You fill the rim of the can with lime juice, hot sauce, and tahine, which what is like hot sauce? lime. I, I use Chula. Okay, yeah, I like Chula. 
Yeah. And then you sprinkle on yeah. uh, a good dose of tahini, which is like lime chili type seasoning. Um, crack it, dump it in, and uh, swig away. It's delicious. It goes well with Taco Tuesday. Um, so that's what I'm having now. What I had planned to talk about is uh, sangria, but it's this certain certain mm-hmm. concoction that I was recently introduced by uh, by my good friend Tessa. Um, you, you know, primarily sangria, but you put maybe maybe three parts sangria, one part sparkling water. Um, any flavor you want. I like mango. Pretty good with it. And then you throw in a splash of uh, triple sec. Super, super good. Refreshing. Okay. Throw in some fresh fruits, some diced uh, pineapple and strawberry. Mm-hmm. And it is to die for. It is refreshing beyond belief. That sounds good. That sounds so, delightful. For all the folks out there, what is sangria? The folks that may it's not a, know. It's like a sweeter red wine. Is my understanding. Mm. Mm. How would you describe it? <laughs> I mean, it depends what you're, what kind of sangria you're having, but it's usually a mix of like fruit juices, red wine, and then and then you know a lot of times you serve it with fresh fruit in it. But there's all it's usually a mix of fruit juices and and red wine. Perfect. Delightful, though I I agree. It's, and what you have what you have described sounds tasty. delicious. Yeah, I'll make it for it's, you sometime. Nothing beats sangria. You can get the fat sangria bottles from Costco for very cheap. They're delightful. Did you know Absolutely. that only Spain and Portugal are allowed to name their items, same label their product as sangria? Is that right? If you make it in a different, well, according to the EU regulations. So maybe so it Costco doesn't apply is, in the United States, but. Costco is illegally selling that sangria? They are violating international law. That is unbelievable. Well, maybe they don't call it sangria. Maybe they're like, they call it something else. And then the bottom, they're like, it's sangria. No, Costco, that's a. Big old label. Oh, it's, it's a, a sangria. sangria. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a uh, Costco-sized label. <laughs> same with uh, Albertsons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, I guess in this case is Fred Myers. I'm sorry. That's where that's where I got my recent bottle. Wow! Shout out to Fred Myers, yeah. carrying the the sangria. Mm. Sounds that's delicious. My recommendation. We're, getting, we're all over the we're all over the board. The, I like this. We're getting a good uh, wide variety for our listeners. You know, all right. Yeah. I'm gonna. You want me to do mine? Yeah, bring no. us in with the with the higher class drinks. Okay. We have high um, expectations. My favorite favorite drink as of late is something called the Empress Southside. That's what I've been making. Um, the Empress just is the the type of gin that I use in it. Um. So it's Empress Gin is from Canada. So that's what I use in it. But the drink, I'm a huge fan of mint in drinks. Anything with mint in it, I love. So it's got mint in it. It's delightful. It's basically some gin, some simple syrup, some lime juice, and then some mint leaves. Toss it in a shaker. Shake it up. Top it with your favorite seltzer. I you know I've, I do I do like hibiscus with it or anything like that, and it is delightful. It Did is you the make greatest your own simple syrup. Make my own simple syrup. Yeah, it's easy. Equal parts water, sugar. Heat it up. Stir it till it's no. Uh, it's too hard. I done. usually buy it. <laughs> you can buy it. Can I tell but, a simple syrup story when you're done with your recommendation? Yes, please. Yeah, but this latest time that I I decided to spice it up and I made some um, honey simple syrup instead, and that elevated the drink even higher. 
even better. Mm. So you I just would toss definitely a little bit of honey in there with it. No sugar. Better. You just do equal parts honey and water. So same oh. recipe. Yeah. And then you oh. and it. I any I would honestly just make some and put it in your fridge and instead of simple syrup for for drinks put it in there it's so good especially with like uh, with gin it's really good. So yeah, how do you make uh, jalapeno simple syrup? Do you just do half equal parts equal jalapeno parts. and water? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> you make simple syrup and then you put some jalapenos in there while it's like heating. All right. <laughs> Imagine it's just spicy water. This is real spicy. <laughs> this isn't sweet at all. It's just really hot <laughs> and watery. One drink. What's that one drink we had from Hey Pennies, downtown Boise? It was like a yeah, jalapeno like, cucumber gin and tonic, was it? Yeah, that, that was good. That, that was, was delicious. Good. That was quite it good. It had a good bite to it, but it was so refreshing good. at the same time. It was, it was good. good. It was very good. I forget the guy's right. name, but. Yeah, that same. bartender? Yeah, he made yeah. it for us. That was cool. Daniel? Okay, Taren, do you want to you tell your simple syrup story? Yeah. I have one more recommendation, but you go do tell your story first. Um. So I made simple syrup a couple of weeks ago and simple syrup is pretty clear, but it's kind of a little bit hazy. And so it, it's like not, it's like kind of like water, but not <laughs> yeah, quite. Hazy. And so I put it in my fridge and I decided that I would try and convince my roommate that it was urine, my own urine, in fact. And so I told her, <laughs> I was like, Hey, by the way, just, I just want to warn you, I'm doing a little science experiment. And so if you see a jar in the fridge, do not drink it. It's my urine. And she like <laughs> bought it and sold it. Like she's like, maybe it's my own reputation is the reason she bought it. She's like, why? Would oh, definitely. But she's like, why would you do that? Why? Why is your urine in our fridge? Why? <laughs> and I was like, I, I want to keep it cold. I want to see how it separates as you leave it out over time. She's like, why? She's like, why is it it's right in front? And so she like, she moves right it. In door. Front. <laughs> I put it right in front of everything. Like you had to see it when you she opened the fridge. She touched it? She moved it into the, oh, my, my other fridge. And then I moved it back, and then she saw it. It's like, why did you move it back? Why? It's urine. Why is it in our fridge? Why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> and in fact, we go to a restaurant, and it got brought up, and she started yelling at me about it in the restaurant. And, you know, I started getting oh, looks. My. And now people legit- legitimately thought that I had put my own urine in the fridge. And, the rumors um, are spreading around town. Uh, rumors boy. were spreading quickly. I actually heard that rumor up in Seattle before Tanner yeah. told me about it. <laughs> And then I go home and I decide to make a whiskey sour and she sees me using it. And she's like, why? What are you doing? What are you, why are you using that? And That's the sour, baby. I was like, yeah, it's an ocean. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> a little oh, something extra I like to put in my whiskey sour. What do you think the sour is? <laughs> <laughs> and then I told her, I said, hey, listen, it, you got pranked. It's simple syrup. I didn't piss in a jar. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, That's the story. That's fantastic That's cool. that you kept her going for that long. I know she was really mad. She was even you're mad after. I mean, love you. I mean, would I'd be pretty mad too if you just had a thing of urine in my fridge <laughs> and like where I grab my food of like and her drink Tupperware full of her like leftovers. I just put it no, on top. No, <laughs> she had to like move it to eat anything. <laughs> so you remember when we had that segment uh, about who would be the worst roommate? We're just gaining evidence. We're just That's gathering evidence. I'm just fun. Well, you, I'm just it was fun, fun though. Nah, that is fun. Right. I didn't actually fun. piss on anyone. <laughs> not, not this time. <laughs> no. <laughs> if I was going to piss on someone, I'd do it in a very elegant way. I'm not sure how that works. I'd do it in a way that they would even have to acknowledge that it's kind of funny. <laughs> it would be so well done that they could okay, not be mad. Know, let us know how that goes. All right. Um, I have one more. That, uh, no, I have okay, one more. God, take us away. I have one more. 
Also, you better let me do the outro. Okay, the outro has to be smooth. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. It won't happen again. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Uh, last night, I whipped something up. Just out of me noggin, but it's not really special. It's very simple, but it was kind of like a like a watermelon mule kind of. So we had, I we bought a watermelon. I never cut a watermelon before, which made me feel kind of sad. So I cut up a watermelon right. yesterday. Did a great job, I will say. I felt confident. I thought I would screw it up, but I think I did all right. So I cut up the watermelon. So we had all this watermelon. So I was like, man, I really want to make like an end of summer like watermelon like drink. So I muddled a bunch of watermelon and then I put in some lime juice. No simple syrup because it was already pretty sweet with the watermelon. And then some vodka and then topped it with ginger ale. And it was absolutely fantastic. Mm. Shook it up, strained it, the whole nine yards, you know. So you kind of made this up? Yeah, I did. I mean, it's not like special. Like I'm sure there is a drink that has that in there, but I didn't like look up a recipe. But it was really good. So I would also recommend that one if you've got some. So have you life. named it? I haven't named it yet. We could name it. We could ask for somebody Lukey's to name it. No, we already have a, every cocktail. <laughs> we we've got Lukey Juice and Lukey Summer Juice. Yeah, I don't know. I want to think of a cool name for it, even though it probably already the, has a name. Uh, the Harry Styles. <laughs> the, the watermelon Ooh. sugar. I see what you're getting at. I like that. If you guys haven't seen his Tiny Desk performing that live acoustic, pretty darn good. Well, it's not acoustic, but. It's okay. It's super good. I'll check it out. All right, guys. Was that you guys have any more recommendations? Uh no. <laughs> I don't have any. <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> All right. Well, in that case, thanks everybody for joining us for the thoughtfully absurd cocktail hour. And now we're gonna get right on to the show. themed intro was so good welcome back everyone to the thoughtfully absurd podcast today. what's up guys i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah, yeah no I'm, i've been practicing it i've been practicing it i like it uh today we're talking about something uh near and dear to all of our hearts uh and that is travel why we love to travel uh why we do it uh some of our favorite memories uh along the way uh and all that jazz so um, to begin, I think it's important to clarify. Uh, Merriam-Webster defines travel no. as <laughs> to go, to move, or undergo transmission from one place to another. Wow. Well, when I'm undergoing transmission, I like to... It means something yes. different to me. Continue. Keep going. No. Keep going. Well, that's I, great. I thought that was it. Why, you asked, why do we travel? That's a good question. That is a great yeah. question. I don't have you the guys answer. Are, you guys are the more traveled of the group. I've traveled some, but yeah, I think right. Tanner probably the most, or Ian. Oh, you guys have both traveled a lot. I've definitely uh, traveled the least. Three. I think I, I've had three trips abroad. I've done a bit. Yeah. Tanner's been out. Tanner's probably I've been, the most. Yeah. I like to bum around. So why do you like to do that, Tanner? Um, 
Well, my why first trip. the comfort of your home? That's true. As soon as I land somewhere else, I'm like, why did I? God, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. What I, my first trip I ever did was summer after senior year of high school. And it was me and three friends. And we went to Washington, D.C. And I don't really know what motivated it. I think it was just as a kid, we used, when I, before when I lived in Ohio, we used to fly to Oregon once a year. And so like once a year, I'd get on a plane and go across the country. And it just seemed like, I don't maybe I hadn't done it in a while at that point. And I kind of just wanted to do, I felt like the itch to go fly across the country. And I, uh, I just picked Washington, D.C. because I'd never been there. And so like, I don't know, maybe for me, it just, it feels like, it's almost like a habit now for me where it's like every year I should be, I should have gone somewhere at least once a year. Usually I'll find a way to at least, you know, do like two or three, four things a year. But, you know, one really big thing a year, it seems like it, it's like now it's like a habit. So I don't know if I want to go into my entire history with this right now. But from that point, basically every year I've gone somewhere, done something pretty far away. And I, I don't know why. Like it, it is a weird thing. Like why is travel such a... Like, why is it even a thing? Like, what is it? Merriam-Webster it wasn't it? very good. <laughs> uh, there's multiple definitions. I just read one. <laughs> you know, I can give you more if you need. Did people travel in the olden days? <laughs> Did people travel? Yes, I, I think so. But like Not for them, travel was like, like from yeah. here to Boise, it'd be like a big vacation That's back true. in the olden days. That'd yeah. probably be like at least two days. Yeah, by yeah. horse. By horse and carriage. That's if you were, if you were uh, lucky. <laughs> if you were rich. Yeah, Imagine back in the old days going on a family vacation, you guys just started walking. <laughs> you just walk out your door. Right, we're going we're gonna to go that way for a while. Here we go. <laughs> on a family walk. Oh, could you imagine? You'd make it to... Caldwell, and then you're just exhausted, and you're just done with it. This is it. And this is the resort. Caldwell. <laughs> Not to hate on any of our listeners from Caldwell, but damn. Like Caldwell's <laughs> making resurgence. All right, shout out to Caldwell. Come on, yeah, give him credit. It's, 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 it's going up. It's going up. It's the up and coming city of Canyon County. That's right. That's what I hear. Booming. That's what I hear. No, it's a very interesting thing. I think to leave the comfort of your home and to go somewhere so different. Totally like totally different culture, different people. <laughs> Caldwell is a radically it checks off place. all the boxes. <laughs> it is a world away. Um, but now to like immerse yourself in a culture with radically different people, radically different, um, a radically different Lang- language, like a different set of customs, foods, everything. Like uh, it's uncomfortable. Like it's super uncomfortable. But there's something, in my opinion, so liberating and freeing about throwing yourself into the unknown and uh, kind of conquering it in a way. Um, like I definitely, it's easy to feel overwhelmed on, on trips, especially if you're in like a new city or, or, or a new town or whatever. Um, but just the satisfaction of like landing back in, back in the Boise airport back home is, has been one of the most satisfying feelings I've ever so you're saying that you go traveling for the back. feeling when you come back. Just so I can return to Boise. I Honestly, in a way. Kind oh. of, yes. I travel oh, so I can just feel myself when I come back. That's I vibe with that, though. No, I know that feeling 100%. You yeah. start flying, you see the foothills, sure. you see the foothills, and you're like, I know this. This is mine. Like yeah. You feel a sense of ownership. Like, this, oh, is this is mine. home for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
No, it's so true. Yeah. You can go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, please. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, there's like, there's something about leaving home, going to a different country, going to the other side of the world in order to see the world, to gain a new perspective on the world, be places you've never been and broaden your own horizons, so to speak. But there's something that, in my opinion, by doing that, gaining new perspective and appreciation for uh, other countries, the world in general, there's something about that that gives me uh, a a brand new, uh, I guess, appreciation for my home every single time I come back. There's like something new that I appreciate about Idaho of all places. I love Idaho, but Idaho of all places. I've grown up here my whole life, but every time I return, I fall in love with it more and more. It's something about like the safety and security of it and that sense of comfort. Um, So the reason I travel is to get a new perspective on the world in general and the people in it, but also to give my home new perspective and new appreciation and fall more and more in love with my own surroundings. Wow. In terms of uh, experiencing new cultures and uh, things of that nature, I do very, very, like, vividly remember when we got back, me and Luke got back from our trip to China, and Luke turns mm-hmm. to me in the uh, American airport and says, God, I love English. No, I did not. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> You know what? You can you can make false claims about me about right. all you want on this podcast. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. <laughs> but um, I think but, it, uh, that is an actual feeling, though. You do feel it like it that. is. It when is. You get, when you get back from, uh, I've only traveled. I've traveled internationally three times: gone to Europe twice, and then China once. And in Europe, you know, at least most people speak some form of English. Some especially everyone at the airport like security people always speak something you can pretty much communicate but when you go to china it was just like if that's like feeling there's lost a language barrier first sure. there's, there's a, a langu- slight language barrier there's a language barrier turns out <laughs> that was crazy <laughs> that was the hardest I never dived so deep into uh, such radically different culture uh that like i wasn't able to communicate in some way yeah, it was intense. We were lucky. I mean, we had people who could help us for sure. Like, oh, it was yeah. like we, yeah, we didn't have to. I can't imagine going there without like people guiding you. I mean, like it'd be so hard to just like mm-hmm. understand and make your way around. Yeah, but, I get sort of stressed when traveling. Like so that would stress me out so oh, totally. much. Oh, totally. Landing in uh, that's you know part a place of the fun. that's completely yeah uh, yeah it's kind a of fun being bit. stressed yeah. out in a way yeah in no, a way totally. I would say I it's part of the fun because like way. when you get back to your to your hostel or your Airbnb or whatever you take your shoes off you sit on on the couch and just like complete relaxation like I'm safe like I don't have to think stress anymore like I can take a break for a little bit and like prepare for the next day and then go back out that is how I felt that is again. a that is exactly how I felt. When I got to our Airbnb in uh, Vienna, mm-hmm. because so me and Ian and a couple other friends, Connor, you know, and some other friends, Peyton, Emily, um, went to Vienna over Christmas break this past Christmas break, and I was tra- I think I was traveling for like thirty something hours. I had just the worst you combination the of show flights up, ever. 
Like from the moment I left my house, I didn't, I didn't really didn't fall asleep for like 30 something hours and just traveling. And so I was just so exhausted, spent a good amount of it, you know, in Europe in a London airport, which isn't that, you know, different than America, but it's still different, still jarring just to be anywhere that's not your own country and things like that. And you're looking out for signs that say like toilet, which seems so abrupt and so, (laughs) so dirty. (laughs) They call it a restroom. Dirty. Well, here, usually the signs will say restroom or something, but, you know, there it's just like, shitter. (laughs) So far, this episode is really making it seem like you guys hate other countries. (laughs) No. (laughs) That is the vibe. It sounds like Tanner hates other countries. (laughs) I land in Vienna. I take uh, some type of, I can't remember if it was Uber, Lyft, or some local thing, get to the the Airbnb. Hadn't seen anyone I know, I've known in like 30 hours, and I walk up, and sure enough, there's Ian. And all uh, my friends. What a moment. This there right. welcoming me. Na- name a more welcoming face than yours truly. And not to mention they were holding out to <laughs> me a cup with uh, quite a bit of Captain Morgan in it. <laughs> we were ready. We were ready That's to have a great time in a land unknown. Awesome. But yeah, yeah it was like so, I felt so good just to get there. Like it felt amazing. Like it was like mm-hmm. euphoric. Mm-hmm. Just to arrive at the destination. Yeah. There is no high like that I, high. Seriously. I showed up at the Airbnb when it was just Connor and Emily. Peyton hadn't showed up yet, so I was the third. Uh, but similar similar feelings to yours. Like I was just so so happy to see familiar people. Uh, I think the the cool part about that trip and that aspect of of the Vienna trip, um, all five of us tr- traveled from different places in the country. That is true. Uh, and all like all individually, and mm-hmm. we all converged on this one point. You uh, came from Boise, didn't you, Ian? Yeah. Well, we we because Amenian kind of came from the same place, but yeah. Originally, I might have had to leave from Lincoln, but it timed out just yeah, fine. Yeah, you're right. Um, but for the most part, like except for the two of us, we left and we had different flights and everything at different times. But we all traveled individually and all converged on one point. So we all like found each other on the other side of the world. And that was just super satisfying in and of itself. But if I'm, I'm traveling, you get to meet a lot of people in this in that trip. Uh, it was kind of forced because I was kind of the bridge between the two groups of people. So obviously, I knew Ian and Connor, and the other two people on the trip, Peyton and Emily. I knew Peyton. I didn't really, I didn't know Emily at all. But by the end, you know, traveling brings you together really, really quick. And so by the yeah. end, we all felt like best friends for like ever. You know? Yeah. I honestly felt like I was super close friends with Peyton and Emily. That was the first time I'd met them was at the Airbnb uh, in Vienna. I instantly felt like I was close friends with them. There's something about just like, this is our group. We are our people. Uh, that totally just brought us together. But Sorry to just flex on Luke for the last Sounds like fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I sent, the, I sent that out to the group chat. I had I school. That, I could. Did you have I school? Go. I had you school. Could've, you could have ditched school. I could not have ditched school. Oh, the funny school. story with that was actually. So I. Okay, well, get actually, this would be a great transition into the travel tips and how I've been able to travel. But first, I'll say, I got an email that there was an incredible flight deal to Vienna, and I immediately was like, I need to do this. This is too good a deal to pass up. And I so I messaged Peyton. I said, Peyton, do you want to go with me? And do you have any friends who want to go? And he says. Yeah, I want to go, and here's a friend I'll go. So we book the flights. The next day, Ian messages us and says, Hey, guys, I found this great flight to Vienna. Do you guys want to go? And I said, Ian, I'm already booked it. Yes, let's go. <laughs> I already booked it. <laughs> and I was like, perfect. 
Oh, that day. actually, no. Now you're lying. No chance have... you did something the day I... you said you were going to do it. No, no, no. He didn't do it because he didn't no, buy the I ticket. Signed... I didn't say I was on that bought it. <laughs> you bought it with your points or whatever, right? Yeah, so this would be a great tangent and into... And then I immediately reimbursed you. How has Tanner been able to travel throughout his college years while making barely any money and go to places like Europe? Uh, let me just shout out Scotch Cheap Flights. If you're looking to travel on a budget, that is 100% the way to do it. I don't think I'm ever going to fly without using Scotch Cheap Flights anywhere, probably. Honestly, same, yeah. Do you remember how much the deal was for? It was just a touch over 300 round trip. Yeah, it was like $300 round trip from Boise to Vienna. And everyone always asks me when I like do these trips, like, what airline was it? They always think it's like like I flew in some shipping container or Delta. something. <laughs> it was yeah. Delta. It was, and no one which on the boat plane, did you take? <laughs> no one on the plane knows that you paid three hundred dollars. Everyone on the they treat you exactly the same. So no one's out there like you got you're flying some peasant seat. Like it's it's literally just flying like any other place, but you just pay mm-hmm. way less money. So uh, yeah, tip number one: looking to travel internationally on a budget. Uh, Google Scotch Cheap Flights. I recommend buying the premium package. That's how I was able to snag the Vienna deal a day before Ian. And uh, it basically will give you the ability to travel all over the world on a small budget because you'll be paying like 300 to 400 bucks round trip to places like Europe. I've, I've seen flights to Canada for like 100 to 200, like South America, Central America, like 200 to 300. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's smoking. There was one time, I remember sophomore year of college, they sent email. There's a couple of different kinds of airfares you will get notified about through Scotch Cheap Flights. Sometimes airlines will just have like these unadvertised sales. So they'll just drop the price intentionally from a place like Boise to London or anywhere in Europe or other places where they'll just drop the price to 400 or something like that. There's also fares called mistake fares where it's 100% the airline screwed up. They did not mean to advertise. They did not mean to offer this fare. And I think I've used one of those once. I think the first time I went to Europe, they said it was a mistake fare. Uh, and it was for $350 again. But uh, the thing with the mistake fares is sometimes the airlines like don't honor them. And after you buy it, they'll like send you an email after it's, ah, we didn't mean to offer this. Sorry, this isn't a valid ticket or whatever. But Sophomore year, anyways, there was a mistake fare from like Boise to New Zealand for like two hundred dollars, and oh I was my like, gosh. I was very. I, do you remember me telling you about this, Luke? Because I was like yes. about to buy the tickets for us because like, the mistake fares you have to act on like quick, and yeah. so I like saw the email. I was like, Yo, I'm about to buy these tickets. We're going to New Zealand. <laughs> you guys got to go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the fare was not available when I went to buy it, and so unfortunately, I wasn't able to act on it. But that's the other thing with Scotch Cheap Flights is if you're going to use it, you got to be uh, willing to buy tickets on a whim because these deals are usually only available for uh, less than 24 hours. And so, and you mm-hmm. can't really choose your location. You kind of just have to wait. That's what we did with Vienna. We did not plan on going to Vienna. We just said, there's a deal to Vienna. We'll take it. We didn't really care. So, yeah. But we were able to plan it like months ahead. So it was like super spontaneous. Oh, yeah. We bought it like, in the summer. Like you have to like leave soon. To yeah. No, no, no. You don't have to leave yeah, soon, exactly. but you have to be able to buy the ticket soon. Yeah. It was, and we we, we play, scheduled it for like several months in advance. Oh, so. here's another here's another travel tip when buying uh, flight tickets is uh, in America, at least whenever you buy a plane ticket, you are legally allowed to cancel the flight within 24 hours. And so if you do see a deal like this and you just want to lock it in and make sure you get it, you can buy the ticket and you have 24 hours to decide if you really want to do it, which I have done before because these Look deals sometimes will just fly away. 
if you just book it right away and you could take nice. 24 hours to decide, then cancel the ticket at no cost at all. So that's a good tip. Yeah. Look at this. Look at this guy. No tips. Look at well this. seasoned. I've been doing it for a bit. Yes. Well seasoned. Tanner, what are all the places you've been? Uh, I went, and Luke, I'm going to ask you. I'll talk about, I mean, I've been to a lot of places in the United States that aren't super, you know, not like unique, but, you know, I've been to DC, then I went to Amsterdam, then uh, New York City, I went to Toronto with Luke, I've been to Vancouver, Canada a couple of times, uh, we went to Vienna, I went to China with Luke, again, on a school trip, um, I don't want another trip, yeah, and those are the, those are like the main, like, cool places. I've also been to uh, um, Portland. <laughs> Portland. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I've been. So the, my my uh, European places I've been are Berlin, Amsterdam, Vienna, and then in China we went to Shanghai, Xi'an, and Beijing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in total for the aside from the China trip because I didn't pay for, I did pay for that but I didn't book that. The two times I've been to Europe I've still spent I've spent. Under six hundred dollars total, combining the trips for flights, which is crazy. For you flights, could spend, yeah, that's you spend a thousand dollars on one trip. That's insane. If you were just yeah. buying full price, so that's how we do it. This man, he knows what to do. Actually, if you're planning a trip, just go ahead and call Tanner up. He's a travel agent on the side as I'm well. Not, I don't do that. You should consider a career in like freelance tra- travel. Uh, freelance travel, travel agents. <laughs> I hear that industry is booming. Absolutely, right now. <laughs> Do you want to talk about like some of our favorite things that we've done on trips? Well, yeah, I want I want to talk about travel in general okay. first. Okay. Because what, what you got? we haven't really touched on it that much okay. about when I mean, we tried to a little bit on why we like to travel, but I think we could go deeper on that because I think I like to flex on the gram. Yeah, he likes to flex on the gram. That's probably yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the main reason. I I mean, I think Ian brought it up a little bit, but I think one of the main reasons that I like to travel is that like kind of pushing my comfort zone thing. I've talked about it before how I don't like, I'm not very good at doing that. So traveling kind of forces you to do that, but also like lets you experience like really amazing things and different cultures and things, which I think is also super important, but it's also just like a pretty easy way for me to like get myself out of my comfort zone. But for like, just, you know, like I'm still fine, you know, um, but it's like a good way for me to practice that and at the same time be able to like learn something new about, you know, a place in the world and get to see amazing things as well. And that's one of the things for me, like traveling is, I don't know, just like when you see places and you're like, wow, like I'm, I'm here, like I'm at wherever the heck it may be, whether we were in, I never thought in my life I'd be in Xi'an, China. Like I never, <laughs> ever thought that I'd be in Xi'an, China and like looking at like an old city, like the old city wall or like biking on it and like. There are just like these moments when you're out traveling where you're like, I don't know. It's just like a good feeling. It's like a crazy weird, like, this is like really, really cool. And it gives you like that, like a sense of like fulfillment, I think. And, you know, it makes it like really worth it to kind of push your comfort zone and go through some of those stresses that you guys talked about, I think. People often talk about like catching the travel bug. I think it, it really is like once you do it once, it's this yeah. feeling you get and then you just, it's kind of like a high you chase. <laughs> This is a good yeah, follow. No. Oh, did we talk about drugs yeah. last time? Is that too? It's a couple of episodes. Good callback. Uh, yeah, it's like a drug. Yeah, I don't know. It's a crazy thing. It is a very, it's like way more nuanced and weird than I think some people think. Like it's a weird feeling. 
The thing about it is also, is no, I don't, I don't know anyone who's ever traveled and been like, I didn't, I shouldn't have gone on that trip. Yeah. You know, no, that's no one's true. ever regrets it. I Unless yeah. something terrible three. happens. Unless they get like mugged or yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> what happened to you, Ian? Uh, I don't want to say it on a public platform. Okay. Just whisper it then. Oh, oh, are you talking about the, uh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you guys about it. Um, but no, on that, there's like, there's a, there's a really interesting dynamic. Um, we'll try. I've never like lived abroad. I th- the longest, like two of my trips have been like just about a month. Um, and when it's like, when you're traveling for whether it's a week or, or a few weeks or one month, whatever, um, there's definitely this, this aspect of just like, go, go, go. Uh, try and fit everything you possibly can into the time that you do have. Um, so one thing I wanted to bring up on on that point that you just made, Luke, was um, I've definitely felt that while while I am there in the moment at these cool destinations, I've certainly had countless moments like that where I've just kind of stopped and been 100% purely in the moment and been just kind of stood there in the magic, right? Just like looking at this place mm-hmm. I've never been, just seeing the beauty in front of me. Um, but at the same time, those trips can be so fast paced when you're trying to just cram everything in that it gets super overwhelming. It gets super stressful and you're just super tired all the time. And it kind of gets to a point where you're just kind of done with it and you're like ready to be in the comfort of your own home. Right. So it's like, it's a really interesting dynamic of, of those magical moments, but then those really kind of downer moments at the same time. Um, but I, I really do like that uh, dichotomy, if you will. Oh. Um, just kind of those two polar opposites of what such such a life-changing experience can bring you. You know what I mean? That's like, that's a part of, that's a really important part of good travel in my mind. I, I like, like when you go to a trip, I like there to be a certain amount of like structure, you know, like you want to see the things you want to yeah. see. You don't want to waste your time there, but also like, just take some time to be like, be there, like be there, just be in that place and not like just destroy yourself, like going places. Cause then you're not mm-hmm. going to even enjoy like the things the way that you should like take an hour to rest at your Airbnb when you need it. Like don't freak out that you're not, that you're missing out on like seeing one thing because like you just got to enjoy the things you can see with the time that you have and not because I've been on trips like that before where you just like, you're just rushing around always seeing stuff and like, you just feel like totally worn out and just kind of, you just get grumpy. Like you, like you said, you, like you just get kind of grumpy. You get kind of like mm-hmm. down and it, it's like so killer when you're, because I've had that before where you're in like a really cool place, but you're just like kind of exhausted and it ruins it like a little bit. So I think it's kind of a hard balance to have when you travel is to have, okay, here's things we want to see. You know, here's a, here's a schedule we probably need to follow kind of, but also where we hit, where do we got wiggle room where we can just like enjoy ourselves and not mm-hmm. just run through it, you know? Yeah, totally. And kind of along those lines. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, Kind of along those lines, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given is like, don't be afraid to take like an afternoon for yourself and just take a nap. Like something as simple as a nap. Like it's going to take some time out of your out of your time there to to experience the place. But if you're well rested, the time the rest of the time that you do have there is going to be dramatically better yeah but 
Yeah. Another thing about travel that, that kind of goes off of that is when you're traveling with a group of friends, you know, and you're there for a week, it's really easy to get sick of each other after a week, especially when you're traveling because you'll spend like every yeah. single moment yeah. with them. And so there's a rule that I've, I haven't adhered, I haven't actually executed this before, but I've read about it and I definitely would like to is a rule, like a two thirds rule where your day is divided in threes. You have the morning activities, the afternoon activities, the night activities. And for at least one of the three shifts, you should be either by yourself or a section of the group splits off and does something on their own. Um, just because when you're traveling with a group of people, there's often activities that not everyone wants to participate in. Like Ian loves to look at yeah, for sure. modern art that makes zero sense to oh, my oh, virgin don't eyes. Don't get me started. And oh, don't get me started. <laughs> I, I, I like other art, but I don't like at a very modern piece. I was probably I, just trying I'll to sell it. it <laughs> I was trying to make you feel empowered by making you think I, you know, was getting something. From I do it, but appreciate that. I do appreciate that. But yeah, I think I think it's a cool rule. I'd like to do it one time because honestly, of all the times I've traveled, I've really I've barely spent any time alone. And I think the mm-hmm. I think like maybe this would work in some places better than others. But I think it'd be really fun to just like go get lost in some city, just wander, find some random shop, not the one that has the top reviews, but just one you stumble upon and just make your yeah. own little adventure. And uh, I think it's easier to do that when you're by yourself because getting a group to agree on a decision is like impossible. So it's fun to just wander streets and buy random stuff and That's do whatever. Point. But yeah, I, I would, uh, I, I want to try and do that. And I'd recommend other people try and do that. Trying to, if you're going with a group of people, try and, you know, don't be locked to each other for 24 hours yeah. for every yeah. single day. It's a good point. You, should, you yeah. should be able to like split up and like, you know, don't be that, don't be that person who gets pissed off when somebody goes off and does something by themselves, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I've been to two groups like that the flow. where people like they they, they get mad yeah. at you when you want to be by it's yourself. Like, chill. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you got that mad. No, I'm stems. <laughs> I remember well, oh. Tanner. I, Tanner's experience of going out by himself in China was. I don't remember. You didn't. The problem. You just didn't tell us that you were leaving, and then we we're like, "Well, where'd Tanner go?" Because like we were gonna go somewhere. And then Tanner was gone. Then we came back and and you were in your room and uh, I don't remember what you did, but like it was cool. But it's just like we should know. You don't remember? You don't want to say? Oh, I could say it. I don't care. Tanner, Tanner went off to find a bottle of rice liquor. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> Tanner went. We were like gonna go do something, a few of us, and then we like went to go get Tanner, and he was just gone. And so we we're like, oh, okay, whatever. This is back in my pre twenty one days, so the legal ability to buy mm-hmm. alcohol was like a like. Like yeah. gold, like it was. I could not pass this up, and so and I stayed in the bathroom for everyone back. to leave because they were all going with like we we're going with our school group. So there were a couple like professors with us, and I couldn't obviously buy it with them around. So I waited for them to leave, and then I scamper out to some supermarket and buy a bottle of rice liquor, and they <laughs> and Luke came. It was back just weird. Why would you just drinking. say? Well, I guess I guess you. I guess I see why you. I see I why you told you. Maybe you told us. Yeah. But yeah, I remember I came back to the hotel. It was like the middle of the day and had a bottle of rice liquor. It was not, no. It was not not evening. It was not late. I was walking around at night. I don't think it was dark. I can, yes, it was. I promise. Or was it super early morning? (laughs) It was was like eight in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) What is that painting? Oh, man. That's modern art, son. And look how intently you're staring at that thing. You are enamored. Oh, there's a saw. Yeah, that one. Whatever. I think I was just resting my legs. (laughs) He was just trying to see. 
<laughs> oh, here's another travel uh, recommendation. Here's a fun one. I didn't realize this until this past trip. Uh, I've been to a lot of art museums, but only this past trip that I think to bring headphones in with me because it's way more magical to listen to classical music and look at old art than it is to just listen in silence or watch oh, it, yeah. look at it in silence, especially if you're not super like, you're not knowledgeable about it like me. You're not looking for all these little details or I don't even know what people look at, honestly. I just like to get entranced with it and kind of just get lost and picture myself <laughs> in the paintings. But listening to classical music up that by like 10, it's, it was super cool. That's it's a good not tip. all about what you're looking at. It's about what you feel inside. So the music helps. The music helps. I've done that before. Also, art museums have nice benches for you to sit at. Great for... They do. They're very comfortable. Sitting. They're yeah. very comfortable. Um, I think another, now that I think of it, another aspect of why I like to travel, why I put myself in in unknown places with unknown people and those uncomfortable circumstances, I've I've always grown up moving. I've lived in like a ton of different houses. So like just kind of staying in one spot has always kind of puts me on edge. So like I like to just get out and see different places and kind of be on the move as much as possible. So, but that's I just gonna, my own upbringing. I was going to say something similar. I was thinking about why does it seem like I'm kind of on an internal clock, like make one big trip a year. And I think it's because like about every year I start to like feel uncomfortable with how comfortable I am. And I'm like, I need to go do something stupid or crazy. I need a healthy dose of reality. Yeah. I feel that once every five years. <laughs> <laughs> it is i am feeling it like right now at this moment i want to do something and i, was I want to i want to travel just because of like all the restriction like all the restriction of not being like not being able to go anywhere it just makes me want to go somewhere even more I don't oh really like being told what to do yeah like i want to go somewhere so bad yeah i have a huge winter break and i really want to go somewhere but i we're doing that bike trip across the uk we're not doing that we're doing it Listen, I need to train for a long time for that. Well, get running or something. All right. <laughs> or ride a bike. Um, might help you more. Did we Did we want to talk about favorite stories? Is there anything else we want to talk about with travel in general? No, I don't think so. I can talk about, uh, I, I want to talk about the things that I've done at every place I go that I think people should do. These, these apply to every destination. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like you guys have, I don't you guys have, participated in i don't actually i don't know if ian has but everywhere i go i like to go to a comedy club because i love yeah. comedy and i think it's such a it's, it's a super easy way to just feel the local cultural culture not in china though we didn't do that in china we didn't do that in china <laughs> <laughs> yeah you want to do it in your own language i'd recommend but yeah everywhere i've gone uh, new york dc amsterdam uh, didn't do it in Berlin. We didn't do it in Vienna because we, I guess there wasn't really an opportunity to do it in Vienna. But Toronto. everywhere, I can't, it, Toronto, we did it, yeah. Everywhere you go, I would recommend if you're looking for some night activity um, where you don't have to like be actively involved, you can just kind of sit there and have an amazing time. I'd recommend travel and go to the local comedy club. You're probably going to meet some local people, hear some inside jokes that you probably didn't know about the local area. And yeah. it's always usually funny. Uh, the other thing that, I had wanted to do for a while, but finally did it on the Vienna trip was, and Ian did this, was like book experiences with like locals. So Airbnb has this awesome feature called experiences where you get to do just 
random things with locals. Like they range from playing soccer with locals. Some of them are even like going to run with a local, which I've never done because I don't like running. It sounds terrible. But in Vienna, me and Ian did a cooking class with the local. So we got to learn how to make this like uh, local cool. Viennese. I don't know what it's called. It has a name. I have a certificate that says I know how to make it somewhere. But. <laughs> yeah, we're qualified. We're qualified. Shout out to Beatrice. She was Beatrice. Yeah, it was awesome because <laughs> you get to meet. You got to intimately meet someone local because you got to like talk to them. That's for, like, a really good idea. Two hours, and you got to learn something, and you got a meal out of it. You literally could not pick. You could not do fun. more in, in a couple hours than that. We also went on a That's local a brewery tour, which is like kind of the same thing. You get to, we got to meet. It was just us and our guide, so we got to learn all about them. And we got to drink, obviously, learn a bunch of facts about the local area. And so I just cannot recommend enough to do experiences like that. And I'm not even a cook. I'm not a cook at all. But the cooking class was super fun. So do not think that just you have to be like a cook to do it. it. I learned it. I need, we need to get together and make that dish again. Let's do that. Oh, that would be fun. That'd be super fun. Let's do it. And then we also did another experience. We went to go meet a dog sled team. Oh, that's right. I forget about that's that. That's cool. <laughs> Which was Yeah, that rad. one is very so unique. Cool. Very unique to the area. Yeah. So we, we took the train out of Vienna into uh, a smaller town village called Misselbach. And then uh, the dog sled trainer picked us up. And then he taught us all about what it looks like to own and train a professional dog sled team. And then we got to choose our favorite dog and then harness up, leash up. And then we took them out, all out on a hike, too. And got to see like some of the countryside and stuff, too. Um, but yeah, those are great ways to meet locals and just totally see another side of the culture that you wouldn't see if you were just doing stuff by yourself. So we would highly, highly recommend that. Yeah. Check the Airbnb experiences. There's a ton of them. And honestly, if you live in a big city, there's probably a lot of cool experiences you could just do where you're at. I was yeah, thinking okay. about starting a local NAMP experience where I just take you to my favorite restaurants. <laughs> I've, I've been talking to Austin about doing that too, but like guided high and um, bird watching or something like that. That's That'd actually a realistic fun. idea. Bird watching, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you guys actually have expertise. Yeah, I, I, there's really nothing yeah. I can offer. But you like, hey, come to the bar with me. Drink with a local. Yeah. Drink that's with a really local cool idea, though. Buy his like Uber. The, I like that whole thing about experiences with locals because, like, that's some of the yeah. best parts of traveling is when you actually like meet somebody. You like actually. Oh, totally know their name like you hang out with them like that was one of the super fun things in china for me it was like actually getting to know some of the people and hanging yeah. out and yeah that's super fun to for, like to me yeah. to do that that was certainly the highlight of that trip because like every each like uh all three experiences um we like went through like kind of what they had planned for us and you know they do it all the time so they just kind of went through their their thing uh, and then by the end of it, like for the meal, she taught us how to cook. And then we sat there and shared the meal together. So at that point, all you do is talk and you get to know her and like her story and her life. Um, I, I think she was originally from like Czech Republic or something like that. Um, but you get to know them on like a much more like intimate level um, than you would in like any other circumstance. So, yeah, that was certainly those were certainly my highlights from that trip, without a doubt. So something we were trying to talk about before I went to this. I think just mm-hmm. travel stories in general. Oh, we said stories. Favorite yeah. stories, yeah. <clears throat> I have a scary story. Not even scary, just embarrassing. From the 
Vienna trip. This is on the like second to last night. We were we were all kind of tired, so we were just chilling at the Airbnb for the night, and we didn't want to go out and get food, so we ordered it. And there wasn't like Uber Eats or any of the main ones in in Am- or in Vienna. We kind of had there's just some local one, and so I like you know figure out their website, translate it to English, whatever, and I order some food. And on their website, it had like a tracker, and it's like, right off the bat, it said your food will be there in 45 minutes. It was just a countdown, and so like, it like it gave the appearance that it was like connected to the person, but in fact, it was not at all. It was just a 45 minute countdown, and so. I was sitting there watching the countdown, waiting for the countdown to get, and I hear like some honking outside, some really loud music, and I go out there, and there's a car with the branding of the company I'd ordered from, and the guy looks at me, he's he has his door open, he has his radio on, he is maxing the volume on the radio, just trying to garner attention. <laughs> he's on the phone with someone, and I don't know who, he's on speaker, and they're yelling, they're yelling at each other in German, just screaming at each other, and I go uh-huh. out, he looks at me, and he starts yelling at me in German. And I was just like, I tried to like convey that, I'm like, is that food mine? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he points at the receipt and he points at the phone number on the receipt. And sure enough, it was my phone number, but I didn't put the U.S. code at the front. And so he called the oh, no. European version of my number and was screaming at the guy, telling him that his food is outside. And <laughs> no. the other guy was just <laughs> screaming at him back, saying, no, I didn't order any oh, freaking food. So <laughs> and he was out there. He had, must have been out there for like 10 minutes or 15. He was pissed. And so he's screaming at this guy. Then he hangs up. Now he's now he's pivoted. He's screaming at me now. He's like, why? He's all in German. So I don't know what he's saying. I don't know any German. So I can't even tell him. I, I, I actually... There's no Sprechensee. What does no Sprechensee Deutsch mean? No Sprechensee. I don't speak Dutch. You don't or speak German. German. Okay, I said that purely from like recollection from a movie. I just said that, and I don't know <laughs> if you heard it, but I was yelling English at him like, ah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wrong number. <laughs> and eventually, he gives me the food. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I literally, I was like, I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I felt so bad. And I got the food. I go inside. And um, he drives away, pissed off. I go inside. I'm just in shell shock because I just got screamed at by a local. <laughs> and I go inside, and all the uh, I ordered food for everyone. And everyone's like, "Yeah, food." And I'm like, thousand like, no. mile stare, like, "Yeah, no. enjoy, the, enjoy the food." Yeah, <laughs> he was God. traumatized. I thought it something was, bad honestly, happened. It was really scary. Like I just felt terrible. That's my. That's my. That's honestly like my worst travel story. Probably I haven't had any really bad f ups. Well, actually, we had a pretty bad f up in Vancouver one time. We had like booked this trip to go on a brewery tour and we completely misread the time and so we were gonna show up an hour late and they call us like yo you guys coming to the brewery tour we're like on the other side of vancouver and they were super cool and they waited for us that's canada for you baby that's canada that's the canadian hospitality right there that's right that's my people i almost died in costa rica that's a fun story oh cool oh yeah it was real good um, it was like our third week in Costa Rica. I was the research photographer for our research team at the university. Um, and we went out on a night hike. They were looking for this specific, uh, species of frog that's known in this local area. Um, so we hit the trails, we went out a ways into the jungle. Um, and my camera actually had, it had recently shorted out and then it can't kind of came back to life again. Um, and I was able to get some shots, uh, out that night on the night hike. And then it shorted out again because of moisture, humidity, whatever. Um, and I, that was also when I had just started getting sick. I was like some sort of food poisoning or, or something while I was there. 
Um, so I wasn't doing too hot, like physically. Um, so I, it got so bad to the point I had to turn around and go back to base camp. Um, and I, with the professor we were with, uh, like I told him I was heading back and we were like a ways out. Um, but like, I, I knew the trail system back. So I told him like, Hey, I'm heading out. I have to go lay down. Um, and I, he's like, do you want me to like walk, walk you back? Like, do you know the way? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. So I started walking and like the trail is just covered in leaf litter, just dead leaf and, and plant matter and stuff. And, uh, I turned around and literally just started walking and like 20, 30 feet in front of me, uh, I saw a Fairdelance viper, which is the deadliest snake in all of Costa Rica, uh, coiled in the leaf litter, like super camouflaged. And I was heading right for it. And I just barely noticed it out of the corner of my eye. And I was like, Ooh, that could have been close if I accidentally stepped too close to it. So I went back and I was like, Jeez. Hey, there's a, there's a fair lance over there. Uh, maybe, maybe I will take you up on that offer to walk back just in case there's <laughs> more just cause like I was, I was, I was feeling like absolute garbage. Like I wasn't really in my right, like, uh, headspace or anything. So he walked like a part of the way with me, like halfway. Um, and then he had to get back to the, to the rest of the research group. Uh, so we split ways and literally as soon as he walked back, uh, I started walking, uh, down the trail by myself again and it's pitch black around the middle of the jungle like the only light is coming from my headlamp and this time maybe like 15 feet in front of me like much much closer uh a big old like a second fairlance viper slithered right across the trail right in front of me and i just froze I was like, I am going to die out here. I cannot catch a break. And then I just waited for it to go off trail a bit. And then I just like hauled it as fast as I could back to base camp. Um, but that was a pretty, that was a pretty intense little moment there. That's crazy. That's crazy. I've got numbers of stories from, from trips, mostly involving Tanner usually. Whether it's from, I, I'm probably I won't even get into it because we've been going for a long time. But you know, there's plenty of things from Tanner getting hit on by some teachers to oh, that was fun. Uh, in Toronto to uh, there's uh, so many things in China. Also, I just want to shout out. I never like China was never ever on my travel destination guide. Right when I think about places I want to go, like I was never like ooh China. But then like we got the opportunity to go for insanely cheap and we went and it was actually like really incredible. It was really cool. So. That's why I wanted to say that that was like, it's not really on the top of your list. I feel like for most people, but it was like super, that was an incredible trip. That was a really incredible trip. Can we talk Last about the thing? time we went, uh, we pooped in China together. Did we? Wait, where? At the karaoke place. I think the first time we had to use a squatter. The karaoke. Oh, at the karaoke place. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just a squatter is, it's not as bad as it seems, and then, bad as people say. but it's very jarring. And then it's really fun when you're doing it with a friend because then you're both going to sit there and be like, ah, I forgot about that. That we <laughs> also like at that, 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 we went to the karaoke bar in, in well, not a bar, but it's the karaoke place in China and me and Tanner sang in the air tonight by, uh, Phil Collins. Mm. And it was magical in front Chinese of a whole bunch classic. of Chinese people. They watched us and we, we belted it. Oh my gosh. We got after it. 
My memory of that was yeah. everyone was singing pretty hype songs, like loud, fast pace, and then we're like, it'd be fun to sing that song. And it was, we, I guess we had forgotten how long that song is and how slow it is. It's quite it long and slow. It was a bit awkward. And so, like, we kind of killed the vibe. Yeah, we, the whole room went down because we did it in the air tonight. Yeah. That was oh, fun, though. Gosh. To, uh, to reiterate the point about doing what makes you uncomfortable uh, in an effort to, you know, grow and get some good life experience and stuff. Um, one story I have to highlight that is two Europe trips ago, uh, I went from Paris, London to Germany. And when we took the train into Germany, uh, we rented cars uh, just there at the train station. Um, I've never driven in a foreign country before, and I was, like, terrified, especially on the Autobahn. Um, but as soon as I got into it, you know, it's exactly like driving a car back here, just a little different. Um, but like conquering that was super fun, but driving six hours across Germany, uh, to Fusen, uh, just like listening to good music was probably one of my favorite travel memories of all time. I remember going down the Autobahn, rounding this big corner, this hillside on the right receded, and then the Austrian Alps were just right there, just like larger than life, literally piercing the sky. It was magical. Um, we spent like a day in Fusen, and then we drove the next day another like four or five hours to Rotenburg. And then the day after that, drove another like four hours back to Frankfurt. Um, but road trips abroad are one of my favorite things, and I can't wait for the opportunity to do it again. Um, but before I got into it, like it was scary <laughs> for sure but conquering that fear is one of the most satisfying feelings i've ever had i think it would be really fun to do a road trip because yeah, like let's do it when you're let's on a it. like when you travel there and you just take ubers and stuff everywhere you always feel like you're like you don't have control of your own destiny you know you're always mm. in someone else's hands mm. but having the car makes you feel like i'm actually in this country i can do whatever i want like there's a different feeling behind it that's true all right, I think the last thing that I want to say about trips, because we, we, we need to get into our last bit, is my last piece of advice is before you go, know whether you're going on a trip or a vacation, because they're very different things in my eye. You need to know like whether, or you know, you can have a mix, but I think you need to know whether you're going to go like sightseeing and on a like a, a trip, or whether you're going to relax, like on a vacation. Like I've been, you know, when I went to Mexico, I went for a vacation. I did not go for a trip. When I went to, you know, all my times to Canada and New York, Boston, China, wherever, those are trips and like plan accordingly as a trip. But I think it's kind of important to know which one you're trying to go on because they're two, like two different things in my eyes. Can you go to Boston to relax? Really I mean, I did relax in Boston, but you know, I wanted to see stuff. I was only there for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Boston for the resorts, yeah. for the beach getaway. <laughs> That's a really good point, though. That is actually something I hadn't quite considered. I've never, I don't think I've ever gone on a vacation. I've gone on, like, not by Same. myself, or not, like, my own trip. Yeah. It's never been, a, it's always been Same a trip. Mm-hmm. We all should go on a vacation together. We're going like, on, we were talking about guys, that. Guys, we're going on a Mexico vacation. Do you know how cheap it is to go that? to Mexico right now? We were talking about that. Do you know how cheap it is to go to Mexico? No. We should go this winter. It's so cheap. cheap. They're trying to get it, like, up and going after with, well, not after, but, like, with COVID and stuff. So, that really? it's unbelievably cheap. And now you just told everybody. Yeah, don't all, do it. All okay. 30 people. Actually, actually, uh, probably next summer sometime, we're planning to do a Thoughtfully Absurd uh, meetup in Cancun. 
all of our followers, feel free to come join us. Yeah, we're it's doing a, a we're doing a meetup. <laughs> it's gonna be a good time. I'm sure we'll see a lot of you there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ian, get us into the last thing. We've been going for so long. I'm sick of talking to you guys. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You have All to right, obey the soundbite. Uh, you can't, you can't, you have to obey it. <laughs> true, true. Um, for this next little segment, this is uh, time for Ian's uh, travel uh, geography trivia game show. Ooh, oh, yeah. wow. Awesome. Fun, 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 fun. fun. Um, so we're going to do Luke versus Tanner. We're going to do 10 questions. Okay. The usual, the usual punishment. The usual, an embarrassing photo. Oh, no. Uh, no. No, you owe, you owe the other person a beer. <laughs> Wait. I know. I don't want to be so lonely up on that feed. Oh, he, can, someone else he, he can pick his He can pick That's his prize. You can choose your game. Ooh, I get to. Hmm, darn right. Okay. So, first question. What is Earth's largest continent? Africa. Ah. Uh, do you want to hear the options? No. Oh, it was a, oh, I thought it was. Uh, well, I'll, I'll do. I'll do. I'll do it without hearing. No, I'll do multiple choice. I'll do it without hearing the options to make it fair. Um, I'm gonna feel really stupid for this first uh, one. For this shoot, first I know what it is. I'm so stupid. It's not Asia. And Luke wins it. Oh. Congrats! I knew it started with an A. Asia is Earth's largest continent at approximately. We don't need multiple choice. Seventeen million three hundred thousand. Square miles. Wow, that's a lot of miles. How many kilometers? <laughs> uh, 44,806,812 wow. oh square kilometers. That puts oh it in my. perspective. Large number. Large number. <laughs> Question number two. What razor-thin country accounts for more than half of the western coastline of South America? Chile. Chile. Sorry. What's your answer, Tanner? I'm sad that I said Chile, actually. I'm, I'm really disappointed in myself. Luke gets the win. Chile. You want to tie it up, or do you just want to give it to him? Well, read the answers. It was Ecuador, Chile. Chile, Peru, or Bolivia. <laughs> uh, we don't need to know multiple choice. Come on, we're better than that. Well, give the okay. multiple choice, but you can answer before. Do you only get Good one luck. answer, by the way? Next ones. Okay. Question one answer, and then the other person gets a chance. Which what river runs through Baghdad? Go ahead and answer that one straight up. Baghdad? Yeah, if we're not gonna do that, I guess that one straight up. The Karan, Jordan, Euphrates, or Tigris? Oh, it could be any of them. <laughs> could be any of them. <laughs> Tanner, do you want the first crack at it? I'm gonna give you the first crack at it. No, there's the first crack. You well, can't say what? if it's right or wrong. Ian, because that gives him an advantage. I won't say anything. Just say okay, something. Okay, so I'll make a guess. And yeah, then that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And if we guess the same, then I get it because I guessed first. I'm not going to guess the same as you because we're just guessing. <laughs> Can you say him again? I forgot already. <laughs> the Karun, Jordan, Euphrates, or Tigris? Uh, the first one. Mm. Tanner's answer is Karun. I'm gonna also, go I with... don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but I'm trying my best. <laughs> I'm going to go with Tigris. Oh. Ooh, and Luke bumps it up to three points. <laughs> Incredible. The Tigris runs through Baghdad. It is about 1,150 miles long. We didn't ask for the extra facts. 
<laughs> hey, we're educating. Did you know that Tigris comes from okay. the old Persian and translates as the fast one? I thought it came from Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> yeah, you can ask. Paul Wrong part of the world there, bud. All right. Question number four. What country has the most natural lakes? India, Ooh. United States, Canada, or Australia? United States. I think it is the U.S., but I'm going to say Canada. And Luke takes it to four points. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I was either one of those two, so I was like, well, he took the one I was going to uh, An impressive 9% of the country is covered in fresh water. Wow. Of Canada? Yes. Yeah. Canada. That's the north, that's the north part of it is uh, like a, just a bunch of, yeah. Fresh water. All right. Question number five. What is the only sea without any coasts? Adriatic Sea, Celebes Sea, Mediterranean Sea, Mediterranean. or Sargasso Sea? Wait, I'm stupid. Whatever. I take it. Is that your final answer? <laughs> it's yeah, definitely not. I don't actually you want to lock know. that in? <laughs> well, give me the options again. Uh, Adriatic, Celebes, Mediterranean, Sargasso. Sargasso. I don't even also, know. Also, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but Luke takes it to five out of five. <laughs> what a sweep. This is incredible. Question number six. This is bullshit. What percentage of the River <laughs> Nile is located in Egypt? 83%, 22%, what? 100%, or 9%? 83. I want 83. Again, the answers are... 83, 22, 100, or 9%. We'll go with uh, 9. Ooh, no one gets it. 22. Tough. Only 22% of the Nile. Oh. Hey, I guessed it second. You got any capitals on here? Any cities? I'm requesting a capital cities question. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Keep going. That's too easy. <laughs> that's too easy. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Cool. Ooh, Okay. Tanner, this is your chance. Number eight. In what country can you visit Machu Picchu? Peru. You both. I think you both said it at the same time. I didn't Tanner say didn't anything. Say anything. <laughs> oh, I thought you did. It, sounded, it totally sounded like you did. It totally sounded like you did. Uh, well, let's see. Luke has definitely secured himself a victory with six to zero. Um, let's see. Two more questions. Question number nine. Which African nation has the most pyramids? Sudan, Algeria, Libya, or Egypt? Egypt. Nigeria. It's got to be Egypt, right? There's no way it's not Egypt. Sudan is home to over two really? pyramids, oh, more than oh my twice gosh. than Egypt. You knew it wasn't the obvious wow. one. Yeah. Okay, this, was, is, this, is, this is a fun one. This, is, this one is just so fun. Number 10, the last question and on a banger. What African country served as the setting for Tatooine in Star Wars? Gabon, Ghana, Ethiopia, or Tunisia? Tunisia. And Tanner gets it with hey, one point. Look at that. Incredible. Uh, so Luke wins six to one. We Congrats. missed three of them? We missed three? It's been a pleasure. That's a tally I have. If I messed up, who knows? I'm not good with numbers. But Luke won <laughs> dramatically. 
Aww. I like it better Congrats. running the games. Congrats. So it is more yeah, fun we'll running find, the games. We'll, we'll find an embarrassing <laughs> picture of Tanner and we'll throw that up on the feed. So Beautiful. stay tuned for that. Uh, we have some good material. I don't know how we're going to narrow it down. I actually recently found a picture of Tanner actually a few days ago that I zoomed in on and took a screenshot of just in case. So Oh, for an occasion such as this. That's right. <laughs> we are armed Convenient. and ready. Convenient. <laughs> all right, well, well that's all we that have. That, that is fun. such a huge topic. I'm sure we could touch we on could, it more. In we have episodes. so many more stories. We have so many more. Yeah, we could probably talk about it more, but it was fun. It's always good to think about why we do the things we do. Yeah. And think back on on fond memories. It really is. It really is. Well, thanks, Thanks guys. Time to go drink a vodka milk. (laughs) No, no, no. Don't drink a vodka milk. Oh, my God. All right, we're going to take off. We've been talking for too long. The poor people have work to do. The people listening to this podcast. I mean, come on. They come to our podcast to escape work. That's right. We are a refreshing break in their day. Your escape is ending. I'm sorry to say. They don't want this to end. This is it, folks. It's over. On behalf of the people, I'm trying to keep this going. It's over, and until next time, take some time to get to know yourself. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. I'll allow it.